Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Always Moving Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Lyndon Savanto, and this is episode three. Who'd have thought we'd made it this far? Um, before I get started to what kind of sparked the idea for this episode, I just want to say to everyone giving me a hard time about my Baltimore Ravens getting absolutely pumped on Monday Night Football, it's going to be all right. I, I'm not concerned. We are still one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. So, Chiefs fans out there, and more importantly, guys in my fantasy league who are giving me all kinds of shit this week about it, we'll be back. I uh, have no doubts, no reservations about that. So, you know, this is perfect time. You know, write us off, and then uh, we'll see. We'll see how well this episode ages, and uh, I'll be getting the last laugh. So, other than that, I hope everyone's doing well. The moment that sparked the idea for this podcast came when I was at the gym the last time. So, I was in the change room and in the dressing room, put on, change out of my street clothes, and go into what I'm going to wear during the workout. So, I put it on. I have a Alberta handball jersey, uh, short sleeve Hummel, black and purples. Richie, those guys, they all know what it is. So I have the Alberta handball shirt on and the shorts I got as uh, with Team Canada. So I looked in the mirror and I saw, and then it just kind of sparked something. And then this flow of emotion and nostalgia and all these different emotions came, came flooding in. And it got me thinking what what these teams meant to me and what they still mean to me. And then the tremendous successes I've had, and more importantly, the the failures that I've I've uh, been through and I've learned from. So I'm looking in the mirror, I see myself in the clothes, and then since I've been practicing lately with the Alberta team, this kind of ties into me looking in the mirror been practicing with the Alberta team. And one of the practices recently, one of the younger, younger guys, I think he's on the U19 team. He said, people were all asking each other's ages. And then when they found out that I was quite a bit older than them, one of the, one of the players asked, Lyndon, how does it feel being 10 years older than I am? And at first I just played it off it's just playful banter and then i'm like feels pretty damn good you know i'm still out here still kicking but then i i thought about it further on the drive home and i think being in that spot being 10 years older than the guys coming up now brought me back to when i was starting out and it was richie and alex and mike nay and all the all the guys who who helped me along the way and I thought, how do I feel about being 10 years older than everyone else? I feel pretty good because I think maybe the stuff I've experienced, I can pass on and I can help the younger generation come up. And then when they get 10 years older than the next one, they can pass on things they learned. Maybe they learned one thing from me. Maybe they learned one thing from another guy. Um, you pick something up along the way from everybody. So so when this this guy asked me this question, I was a bit... I didn't really know how to react, but thinking on it, I thought, you know what? 
I I like the position I'm in. You know, I'm old balls now. I'm the I'm the the steady veteran training with the young kids, hanging on to dear life for <laughs> for his his playing career because we all know Onway people once they hit 29, their their joints just seize up. Back back is it's like a bag of mashed potatoes. It's a, it's all gone. So with that in mind, and the 10-year age gap between some of the guys I'm training with and seeing myself in the mirror with the, the Alberta team and the Canada team gear on, it got me thinking, what, what was the best moment? Because right now, things are less than ideal with the national team. And I don't really know what my future holds or where we're going to be in a year from now or what's going to happen. Um, it's pretty frustrating. <laughs> it seems uh, the current people in charge don't really give a shit about the, the players. And unfortunately, it's my generation that are going to be, uh, I guess, sacrificed for what seems like certain people's personal agendas. But that's time for another story. That's just a little uh, little sampler. So anywho, I was thinking, what's, what's the greatest memory I have? Or what's the moment I was most proud of? Or what's the most unforgettable moment? And as I said earlier, I've had some terrible losses and uh, regretful performances on and off the court. But at the same time, I've, I've achieved a lot. I've set goals for myself in the sport, and I've accomplished damn near everything I could um, that I set out to be. Am I top five goalie in the world? No. Top ten, maybe. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, so you might, if you know me or you know what I've done with the sport, you maybe have an idea what I'm going to say, you know, uh, I, I played abroad. I've played in with clubs in three different countries over six years. I've played in over 20 countries with the national team and provincial team. I've been to Brazil and Greece, and we went to Argentina and Greenland and the U.S. or what have you. So these are all great memories, and honestly, they're all unforgettable. We, uh, in 2011, I made it to the world championships with the junior team, the Canadian uh, national junior team. In 2015, I was part of the Pan Am Games squad that represented Team Canada at home in Toronto during the Pan Am Games. If you don't know what the Pan Am Games are, they're essentially like the Olympics for North and South America, Central America. And that was an incredible, incredible experience. And that's one of the one of the accomplishments I'm the most proud of is uh, we made that team because after the 2011 Junior Worlds, the coaches and staff that were with us, they said, you know, you guys are going to be that next step. Like you guys are the generation that's going to help develop the sport and push it further and go from here. So over the next four years, everybody that wanted to make that team, they attended camps around the world. They attended camps within Canada, exhibition games. We went to Mexico. They, we had camps in France. And for myself, there were several goalies 
goalies that have been in Pan Am games before me, guys I looked up to coming up, and this was the time I had to compete against the guys who, who taught me stuff or that I I used as markers. Like, if I want to get anywhere, I got to surpass this guy. Then I got to surpass this guy. Then I got to go there. So the Pan Am Games, I remember I got the I got the email saying that I made the team before Canada Day in 2015. And I went to a fireworks display in Sherwood Park, Alberta. And as the fireworks are going off and the Canadian anthem is playing for Canada Day and there's all these people singing Oh Canada, it was this overwhelming feeling like the four years of everything we went through, all the hard work, the sacrifice, the camps, and all these people were singing Oh Canada and I was just there. They had no idea who I was. They didn't know I was going to be representing them in an international tournament, international games. They had no idea, but at that moment, the anthem's playing, fireworks are going off, and I was just overcome with joy and excitement and nerves and pride that I, I, was, I teared up, and it was one of the few times I ever teared up. Well, probably the only time I teared up with the national anthem playing. And it's dark. It's obviously dark because there's fireworks. And I'm just kind of trying to act cool because I was with a girl I liked at the time and trying to act tough, you know. <laughs> oh, it's just, uh, I just, I'm just so damn proud of the country. But I was, I was proud of what I accomplished. But this, the Pan Am Games was not actually my biggest achievement or my most unforgettable moment. I got to phrase this better. My most unforgettable moment with Hambo. Uh, it wasn't going abroad, getting paid to play, meeting world-class players along the way, playing against great nations who've achieved a lot, making friends. The thing, the most important thing I think that's come from sport, or from handball and myself, is has been the friendships I've made. Because most of, the, almost all my closest friends here are all I met all of them through handball. We all come from different backgrounds and different age groups, but uh, handball brought us all together and unified us. And I've shared unforgettable moments uh, with guys from Sherwood Park and Edmonton, but not just there, but guys from Quebec and Saskatchewan, Manitoba. We shared these moments. We fought together and just that brings you together. So, the friendships I made, the family within handball, family, the family and friendships have been the greatest, greatest thing to ever come out of the sport. But now I will tell you the most unforgettable moment I've ever had. Um, thanks to handball. So it ties back to Pan Am games. So there's five of us, five goalies competing for two roster spots for Pan Am games. And it was all guys older than me. I was the youngest goalie in contention to make the team. I knew pressure was on. We had no idea who was going to make it. So every, every friendly match we would play, you, you played your ass off or every goal you let in was just uh, that a nail being hammered into your coffin 
sending you home. So we went and I would say the defining moment for myself in the tryouts was we played a team from France, uh, Bessenson. They came to Montreal and we played some games against them and I played one half and I was on fire. I don't know why I was just one of my finest performances in a game. And there's this tall, bold pivot from the team and he was just, he was so big and you could tell he thought he was just better than everybody. And then I, I was eating him up and to finish my half of play, I made a save uh, with the top of my face. <laughs> and uh, I feel like when I made that face save, cause it was a shot where I went out and I put my head into the way to make the save. Cause as I tell the young goalies, your face is just, just another foot, just another hand, you know, use it. If you want to make the save, use it. So when I made the save on this tall pivot right before the half ended, I hit in the face, made the save and it just felt like, you know, I did it. You know, I, everything I set out to do that one face, <laughs> that one face save I felt is what got me selected to the team. So eventually I did get the email uh, that I made the team. And as I said, I, cried during the anthem at Canada Day. <laughs> but um, so I made the team. The other goalie that made the team was Joe, Joe LeDuc. He's a Quebec goalie, quite a few years older than me. I might say almost 10 years older than me. He might be. I don't know his exact age. But let's, for the sake of the, the story and the link back to the practice a couple weeks ago, let's say he was 10 years older than me. So coming up in the sport in Alberta, your main rival is Quebec. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like nowadays, Saskatchewan is getting to be a, a strong opponent, but coming up, it was it was Alberta, Quebec. Now it's either one Quebec team, three Quebec teams, but it was always Alberta versus Quebec, one, two, or three, or all three, or whatever. Alberta, you had to win those games. And for me coming up, I played with several different goalies, but it was always across the guy I looked up to, the guy I had to beat was Joe. So for years I would see what he did and he's quicker. He's quicker than me. I'm taller than him. So our sizes and styles aren't the same, but I'd see what he would do in games. I'd be like, that's the guy. If I want to get to the top, I got to pass that guy. And that's, that's what I set my, my sights on. So I, I worked, I trained, I watched the other goalies, I listened to all the goalies. And I can't stress this enough for the young goalies coming up was something that I adapted and put into my game coming up as a young goalie was not everything a coach tells you you're going to implement during a game. You might not even use it ever again. But I implore you to just listen, try it, no matter what weird thing it is. If it's uh, swinging your hips to the side and you just kind of scooch across, or if it's chasing badminton birdies across a gym at in St. Albert <laughs> or McNally, it, no matter how ridiculous it seems, 
Try everything that these coaches tell you. Try it. Just try it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But work with open eyes. For me, I've always felt that my fast break passes have been one of my strengths. And I felt one of the moments that changed it was that we were doing a drill with the national team where it was very spiritual. But you had to close your eyes and feel where you think the guy's going to be and throw the pass. And for some reason, I could feel this these players running even though they're 30 meters away. And I felt like, oh, this is ridiculous. Like, what, what the hell is this? I'm not going to close my eyes when I pass in a game. What the hell does that mean? But uh, I felt like that benefited me in the long run. Just these weird drills. As a young goalie, if you're listening, or if you're uh, a coach or whatever, Cut this excerpt out. Show these show these punk kids. Hey, it might not seem uh, essential to you at the time, but just listen. Anywho, I keep rambling. And I'm sorry about that. Uh, back to the main part. So Joe was the guy I always looked up to. Joe was the guy I felt I always had to surpass if I wanted to be anything with the national team. I had to be at his level, and then I wanted to get above it. And I don't know if I ever did. That's for outside sources to do. But I'm pretty happy with the goalie I've become. Anywho, the most unforgivable moment for me ever in handball was I'm playing in the Pan Am games. My goalie partner is Joe, the guy I've looked up to uh, as a rival and as a role model and a guy I emulated, I wanted to be. So it's myself and Joe at the Panem Games. And we go into the last game of the tournament. And it was going to be his retirement game from the national team. So coach came up to me before the game and he said, Lennon, you know, this is Joe's last game. He's going to play it. And I said, 100%, you're not going to hear an argument from me. I understand it. It was the last game of the tournament. Uh, we were just in a placement, placement game. It wasn't like a medal or something. So I, I'm like, yeah, 100%. This guy's paid his dues and he's done his time and he's uh, he's worked for it. Let's give him a proper send-off. So, so Joe's plays, Joe plays the game. And then with two minutes left in the game, our coach, JF, calls a sub. He says, Joe, come off. And... Um, Sometimes I'm not going to get emotional. I feel I feel tough as nails. Uh, <laughs> you're getting emotional. No. Um, sometimes when I tell this story, I do get emotional. But so, anywho, two minutes left in the game, last game of the tournament, Pan Am Games. I'm playing with the guy I've wanted to challenge for years. Coach takes him off, and he gets a standing ovation from the crowd. There's friends and family from Quebec and throughout the sport of know him. They know the situation and he gets a standing ovation, comes off the court. I go in last two minutes. I don't even know what happened. Like I was so caught up in the moment. Um, the last two minutes of the game, I don't even, don't even know what happened. So the game ends. That was the last moment for Joe with the national team. And then after, at the end of the game, I, I go up to him, I give him a hug, I say, congrats, man, it's been a hell of a time, like a hell of a career, and I say, like, 
Like, thanks for everything. You're like, you're a legend out here. And he says, thank you, Lyndon. And then he tells me, and this is the most unforgettable moment in my entire handball career right here. I'm glad you've waited 20 minutes to hear it. He tells me, it's your team now. It's your team now. And those few words meant so much to me. And they still do. And I still can feel myself in that moment. And he, um, he gave me a hug and said, it's your team now. And to this day, every game I play with the national team, no matter who's on my team, no matter who's coaching, I wear it with a badge of honor because of those words. It's your team now. So going back to the guy who asked, how does it feel to be 10 years older than the rest of us? Well, feels pretty good. And I'm hoping maybe one day I could share a moment like that with a, with a young player coming up. And then I can pass it to him and say, hey, it's your team now. Um, I love it. Some people don't understand sport unless you're in it. And uh, this was incredible. That was the most unforgettable moment in my handball career. So moving forward, in the coming episodes, I hope to have some people on. I appreciate you listening if you got this far. I hope you got this far because I was teasing what the most unforgettable moment in my handball career was this whole time. I hope you were there. I hope you liked it. Um, it's your team now, man. That was it. That was – I've been playing for what – 14 years all over the world. And that was the most unforgettable moment in my, in my career. And I hope maybe I can pass it on to the next generation. With that said in the, uh, again, thank you. As I was saying before in the next few episodes, I hope to have a chat with some friends and we'll share some stories and go from there. But in the meantime, I appreciate you listening. This has been the Always Moving Podcast, episode number three. I'm your host, Lyndon Savanto. Let's keep this thing moving. <laughs>